Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adrian. And today we're talking all about redhead eyebrows. This is something that I think it helped us curate the H2 bar box, if you think about it, because customers used to always write in saying, what products are the best for my eyebrows? Because redheads have typically very fair eyebrows um, or, you know, they, they don't really match the hair. So it's such like a misconception about what products to use. And then a lot of companies always discontinue their redhead eyebrow line or product, oh, or yeah. they come out with a product and it's an eyebrow, whatever it is, a pomade, a gel, a pencil, and they go right from blonde to brunette with no redhead in between. Yeah. So I from our experience over the last several years doing how to be a redhead is that's one of our number one topics, eyebrows, other that and fading red hair. But redheads just to this day struggle to find the right redhead friendly products. And that's why with the H2 bar box, we have included some amazing eyebrow products that we love. And then do you remember a couple months ago, Allure did an article from something around the topic of redhead eyebrows that redheads now are just turning to using eyeshadow to pencil in their eyebrows, which is a tip that we do recommend and we have done, but it just goes to show that redheads have to go to an eyeshadow to pencil in their eyebrows as opposed to just going into a beauty store and finding an auburn pencil that isn't orangey. You I know, know it's auburn. Why- That's why we're so excited about today's guest, who is Brett Friedman, because not only is he an expert on redheads, because he is Reba McIntyre's makeup artist, but he... The Reba. The Reba. (laughs) And he has created a line of redhead eyebrow products based off of working with Reba for years and years. So we're so excited to have him on and just be able to talk to him about all these situations and... I think Stephanie's dead on when she's talking about the variety of redhead products. And right now there are a lot of redhead eyebrow products that you can find online, but it's not always easy. And then if you do find them somewhere in the store, they're fire engine red. And yeah. And they're not supposed to match your redheads are not supposed to match their hair with their eyebrows. And it's, it's supposed not to be supposed to and it's not supposed to be like a candy apple like right. OPI nail polish. It's not going to be the same. It's not supposed to be the same shade as that. And then it's really exciting though, to see companies that are coming on board, focusing on redhead products like Lime Crime, the makeup cosmetic company. Yes. They recently just came out with a eyebrow, entire eyebrow line, and they actually have a shade called Redhead. So it's just exciting to see us in the mix and not being left out like the redhead emoji was left out for so long, you know, know. and that we're getting more representation. But I think, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot more companies have to really, I think, step it up when it comes to their eyebrow lines for redheads. You know, Youngblood Cosmetics, we've been a fan of their eyebrow products for so long. And they don't even have one that's called Redhead or Auburn, but they're Colors are so complimentary. So we're not telling cosmetic companies to come up with these products and call it redhead or red hair. Just come out with shades that are complimentary to a redhead and they're just 
and just give us more options. Right. And we talked about this in our first episode of the podcast. We talked with Julie Klausner about Mac and how they have a redhead. They do. And it's amazing. And it's it's something that you can find online. um, But sometimes when you go into stores, they don't even have it. You know, it's something that you have to really search for on their website, even though they have it. But they are one of the big companies that targets redheads with their eyebrow products. And that's exciting to see. Yeah. 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 Wet and Wild, they actually have a ginger eyebrow pencil. My God, I love that one. And it's so affordable. It's like a couple bucks. And all you need to do is get that and a pencil sharpener. I was about to say sharpener with my (laughs) accent. But and then you just pencil, you just sharpen it every time you need to fill in your brows. So that's that's a good, I love that product. I do too. And the one that I have with me right now uh, is by Glow. Glow Skin Beauty. And at first I wasn't sure because it's called a micro liner. And what that means is basically every single stroke is like a stroke of hair. So you you don't get that immediate effect. You have to kind of do six or seven swipes in that area to actually see it. Yeah. But it's the most natural looking eyebrow product I've seen. And it has a spoolie brush on the end. So it's easy. It's already there. You can brush it up. I do agree. I love that one. And I like that that product, you don't need a pencil sharpener. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just, you twist it up. Yeah. I love it too. And even Brett Friedman's stuff is, his brow line is, is, amazing. is amazing. Well, the great he thing- has different shades of redhead, which is even which better. Which is even better. Yeah. So, and we will, of course, dig into that with Brett about his inspiration, which I, I'm assuming we have- We'll ask him, of course, it was Reba his inspiration for his line when it comes to redheads. But it is exciting to see that he has number of different shades. So if you have strawberry blonde hair versus a very, very deep auburn, you can still use products from his line because he has such a vast array of shades. And then I know that we talked about this with Julie in episode one that a lot of people are turning to microblading. Oh yeah. Would you get it? I don't know. I think about it a lot. I think about it and then I don't know. I worry I know about the shade. Process. There's a healing process as well. I'm not worried about the shade as much because if you really research the right person, especially with Instagram, and you see that they've done a lot of redheads. Redheads, then you're more confident. Then, yeah, and I have seen a few people that I am interested in the color. Looks How about your natural. sensitivity though? Well, that's so crazy because if you follow people who do that for a living, what they do is they don't show a customer right after they have it done. They show it after the healing process. So that's like what, a few a weeks? Yeah. So there, it is like a process. And I am, I'm just worried about the way that it's going to be for my particular skin. This is Adrian speaking because I'm like the typical redhead with sensitive skin. And I, I think even like our journey to have nice eyebrows has been like quite a journey because we grew up in the 90s and thin eyebrows was like it. It was it to have thin eyebrows. And then we also grew up in Rhode Island, where I would say was a very popular place for threading. And it still is to this day. Mm -hmm. So when we, so Adrian, you graduated in 05 in high school. I graduated in 07. But I want to say we started eyebrow threading around like 03, 04. We did. And remember we used to go on Cranston Street? Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm so happy that we had that, but at the same time it's like really tough as a kid. Well, for me anyway, Stephanie always had like nicely shaped natural eyebrows. They were really bushy though. But mine are really You have dad's eyebrows. Yeah, they're just like so they're coarse and they're all over the place and they grow really, really fast. And so for so many years prior to threading, I was just over tweezing. So there were areas where they were just, hair wasn't even growing there anymore. 
And so the threading lady was telling me, okay, you have to grow in this area. You have to grow in this area. But it took years. I want to say it took me 10 years, literally, to grow back areas like in the front of my eyebrow that needed to grow back or like the arches needed to like grow back. And you used to dye your brows. I never dyed my brows. Well, the reason I dyed my brows was because Lindsay Lohan had dark eyebrows. Oh, okay. She, if she's the type of I guess that was a thing. She has a type of, she has a, she's the redhead with tan skin. Well, I think I don't think that she really tans. I think that she has spray a tans? Lot of freckles. I think she spray tans. But she had that auburn hair that I have that I have. But she had dark eyebrows and I loved that because we came from an Italian background and I always wanted to have dark eyebrows, but I didn't. So I would just dye them, but it looked incredibly unnatural. And I think that that was like one of my biggest regrets is that I shouldn't have done that in high school. And it really like it, it made me want to change a lot of other things about myself. Like it wanted me to change my skin color. Um, I would, you know, put extra eyelashes on. And before you know it, I didn't even think it felt like me. Whereas now I feel like if I just have a really good eyebrow product, I reapply. Stephanie loves an eyebrow gel. You train your eyebrows with a spoolie brush. That's really all you need to have great redhead eyebrows. Yeah, I think so too. I think too, it's all about penciling it into the areas where you don't have as many hairs growing in. So it's a little sparse in a certain area. That way, you're not just going overboard. And I was talking to someone about this a couple weeks ago where it's always the days that you don't put a lot of effort into your eyebrows that they look the best. And then the days that you kind of spend a few minutes and you're looking at every hair, that's when they may look good, but you may not get as many compliments compliments on it. That's what I found. So I kind of done it just bare minimum, just go over the areas that I need more fill in. I like a dramatic ending point, you know, where the line matches up to your ear. And after that, I mean, that's all I do. And then I brush it up with a spoolie brush and then lock it in with a gel because then after a few hours, you don't want them to kind of look sad and go down. You want to keep them look going up. And I don't know, I get, I go threading. How often do you go? I go th- like every four weeks and I then I tweeze in between. More. I need to go more, but I just go whenever I like can't stand it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to go get my eyebrows done. Um, but what I've learned that I love so much about eyebrow products, especially this microliner that I love and any kind of redhead eyebrow product I love is actually tracing the bottom of your eyebrow, tracing the perfect eyebrow. So just basically going along with one line filling where that arch is and then scooping down and right. and making that exaggerated eyebrow and then filling in because I feel like that bottom area, filling in that bottom area of the eyebrow and I shaping do the same it thing. is so important. And you want to go the direction of your hair, Yeah, which I love that tip that we got from a makeup artist in Florida earlier this year who told us that. And I guess I was never doing that, but it makes sense mm-hmm. because you want it to look as natural as possible. We love a more natural brow look. And I think, cause you know, the focus is of course your red hair and you just want your brows to look really good. Maybe I wonder if thin eyebrows are going to come back. I don't know. Like remember I, Rihanna was on the cover of Vogue. Was it last month? Yeah. A couple she had ago, super, she had super, super thin. I honestly think, I think the Olsen twins, they like really start. I think they that have was our beautiful generation. brows. They, when people had thin eyebrows, they had those I want to say they were bushy. They were like... They were like caterpillars. Yeah. Like they really were just kind of unruly, almost like they hadn't got their eyebrows done in a long time. Like Cindy Crawford has beautiful eyebrows. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it takes a lot of training to do that. And I think a lot of moms who have redheads who are listening, it's really easy to overpluck because you can't really see the hair if they have blonde hair. It's so easy to overpluck a redhead's eyebrows. Yeah. Because you're just like, and then before you know it, they don't have any eyebrows left. Right. Because when you start filling in the blonde, you're like, wow, mom always says this to me. When I don't have eyebrow product on, she doesn't really notice my eyebrows. But then once I start filling it in, she always says, wow, your face is full of eyebrows. You know, just yeah. basically tell me like they really stand out. And it's crazy how much hair you really have on your eyebrows and redheads don't even know it. Right. And that's why I don't like waxing because... You don't have control really. You don't. Threading, the person has control over each hair really. But when it comes to waxing, we weren't into waxing growing up. I got it once and it came out horrible. She, I started, and it burns and hurts. Really. And I broke out, and then they put the witch hazel over it, and that didn't even help. I feel like it, as if it just got worse. Well, I remember we had an esthetician when we were in New York City, and we were talking about waxing, and she said redheads have to be very careful about waxing because we have thinner skin anyway, and when you wax, it takes, takes a layer, a layer of, skin. of skin. So. Yeah. For a redhead, it could be two layers of skin, if you think about it, because of how thin our skin is. And it's also sometimes the temperature could really cause a lot of harm. And you could be red for days. And that's why, you know, you can't get electrolysis mm -hmm. and laser hairs. Eh. It's like what um, Leslie Bauman said about, she said the best option is to just thread. Yeah. Yeah, it really, really is. So I really, I know that Stephanie and I are so excited to finally talk to Brad. I mean, we've done Facebook chats with him. and we've He did done... a tutorial on our book, yeah, remember, on a he smoky did. eye because Reba did. loves her smoky eye. But it would just be great to talk to him about, we don't really know much about how he became a celebrity makeup artist, his favorite products for redheads, what he does on Reba, who her look right now, anytime you see her on TV, I feel as if I look at her and I'm thinking, oh my God, I want to do that. How did he do her? Her brows look beautiful. Her smoky eye is my favorite. I, I think know. she rocks a dark eyelid so well. And I really love how she has, or she always has a really pretty lip on. She does. And so many redheads are afraid of lips. And obviously we've talked about that in previous episodes. And we'll honestly, we'll probably do a whole episode on lipstick because we're so passionate about redheads wearing lipstick color because it looks red so too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Brett Friedman, let, let's just give you a rundown on how cool he is. Uh, he is an LA based makeup artist. He works with some of the most beautiful women in Hollywood, including Reba McIntyre, who is seriously an idol of Stephanie and I's. And she, she and Brett met over a decade ago on a cover photo shoot. And he's worked with her on her makeup ever since. And from what I've seen on Instagram, it seems like they're more of like a collaboration. And I feel like they have a really deep relationship. So he's also known for his Brett Brow line, which are products just for eyebrows and redheads. He has specific shades, just like we were talking about, just for us and multiple shades for redheads. So we can't wait to talk to him more. Every single product has been created, formulated and developed by Brett. Since he has worked on Hollywood's most famous redhead, Reba, we can't wait to discuss more with him on redhead-friendly makeup techniques and more. So let's call him up. Let's call him. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus, and each product is redhead-friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code PODCAST to receive 20% off. Hey, it's Brett. 
Hi, Brad. It's Adrian and Stephanie. How are you, guys? Hey, Hi. good. How are you? Good, good. It's so good to a- talk to you. I know. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Um, so we obviously we've been doing all of our work just researching you and we were first like, how did you get started in makeup? That's our first question. Okay, so makeup-wise, how I got started in it, and you can hear me okay, right? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Perfect, perfect. Um, you know what's really funny? I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I wanted to get into makeup, but I, I didn't know, like, it, it was sort of the 80s, and men weren't really big in makeup, you know? And I, I, you know, I didn't know anyone doing photo shoots and stuff, and I thought, well, I can work in a department store, I could work at Glamour Shots, which I ended up doing in the 80s, which is hilarious and those pictures <laughs> are killing me i've all seen that. them on your instagram you've you've shared yeah. you yeah. yeah yeah it's like rug burn blush and boas <laughs> like in- <laughs> that's amazing and, yeah and that's where i started like kind of learned to do hair you know it was just like hot rollers and teasing and so yeah and then you know allure magazine came out in the early 90s and that was like the first where it was almost like a handbook. You know, it was, it was a magazine that had little snippet articles. It didn't have big, long articles only. You know, it did have a couple. But And I read this uh, story about Francois Nars. And it was talking about mm. him doing fashion shows and doing actresses and photo shoots and traveling and doing makeup. And, you know, and then he had his own line. And I thought, you know, I want my life to look like that. You know, and and so I moved to Miami, to South Beach, Miami, which was a big, that backdrop was really big with photo shoots. And, you know, it was like when RuPaul came out with like Supermodel, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All that time. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Aquan was just coming out with books. And so it was like a really, it was like the perfect time for me to go there. I I had had a couple of relatives that lived nearby. So I kind of had that safety net um i had some a friend one friend that lived in south beach and i stayed with him and got a job in a little makeup store and uh and then just told everyone i knew which is the advice i give now you know to people that want to do something creative you know that's not you get hired by a company and then you're put into business where you're trying to do something on your own i was like just make a card and tell every single person you meet you know, and when I meet people, you know, I'm, I'm a makeup artist. People say, what do you do? It's like, I'm a makeup artist. I'm a makeup artist. Here's my card. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And when I meet people, like a lot of times, like, you know, I meet a lot of young makeup artists and, and I was like, oh, well, you know, what are you doing now? And it's like, well, I'm trying to be a makeup artist. Nope. Never say that. Mm. You're a makeup artist. Like, You're not make trying. It you make it, right. You know, yeah. No one want, No one gets on board with someone trying to do something. <laughs> yeah. So, you have to be yeah. all in. You have to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, then the world conspires to give you what you want. You know, yeah. but you got to have that bravado. You know, and also I say, are you good? You're like, well, I think. Nope. You should know. Right. Are you good or bad? If you're good, say it. If you think you're good, then that's what you're leading with. But you have to, like, if people ask me, you know, are are you a good makeup artist? Yeah, I'm the best. (laughs) Especially, I mean, when Adrian and I work with makeup artists and let's say we're hiring a makeup artist for a project, we don't want 
someone to say, I think I'm good, because then we're over there thinking, saying to ourselves, are they going to be good? Or how yeah. is our face going to? But if, if you're confident, yeah. like you just said, like, yeah, I'm the best, then there's it's a no brainer. We know that it's going to be a flawless makeup. And look. that'll also wave through to the photo shoot. The person behind this, the person in front of the camera will feel confident because the makeup artist is like, well, I just gave you the best look. Right. You know? Yeah, it's so true. You know, you want to go to a mechanic that's like, I, you know, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, who's good? You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my that's God. Whenever I call, like, even, like, the cable company, you know, I'll <laughs> be like, talk to the girl, like, if I'm trying to get a plan. I was like, well, you know, you work there. What would... What what would what do you have? What's your deal? You know, yeah. <laughs> what do you pick? You know, all the options. Same yeah. with phone service. You know, it's like yeah, you want yeah, you like to get behind people that know their their stuff. Right. So then, when you were in Miami, when did you eventually move to California? Yeah. So I, you know, I worked in a makeup store, and I, and I, you know, what's interesting is I was starting to do brows because. Uh, a guy that worked there, Robert Diaz, was like, oh, Brett, if you want to do makeup, you know, you have to learn eyebrows. Because that, and a lot of makeup artists are afraid to do eyebrows. And that will be your point of difference. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, it was different because, you know, when you're putting makeup on, it washes off. Now I'm doing something that changes someone's, you know, pulling hairs out. It takes a lot more trust. Can't change it once you, you know. So, and that was when everything was getting, remember, like, Drew Barrymore had those tiny, you know, strings in the guest ads, and everyone, Madonna was going super thin. Everyone was thin, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, that was, I, like, I, like, plucked was, all my eyebrows off in the 90s. And it's Yeah, like yeah. So there was a whole thing of, like, so, you know, he taught me to do brows, and everyone that came in, uh, you know, and a, a gal came in one day, and we, actually, I wasn't even supposed to be working that day. Robert was. But he had called me the night before, you know, this is before texting. And he was kind of a wild man, more fun than me. And he was like, listen, I know how this night's going. I, I'm not going to be able to open the store. Can you open for me tomorrow? And I was like, yeah. So a gal comes in. She's like, oh, do you have a brow person? And I wasn't the brow person. But I was also covering for Robert, you know. So I was like, yeah, I am. Again, don't say maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Do you need your brows done? She's like, well, I'm a writer for Allure. And so... She ended up writing me up in Allure, and that put me in business doing brows. And that writer, actually, Bobby Volano, she her she was dating someone that was doing commercials for the Dutch market. So he was doing Heineken commercials and Prevot coffee and Coca-Cola. So I ended up working with him. So then I got an agent. It all happened. And I was good. Like, that was the thing. Is I, I was good. It wasn't like luck, and then I just happened. I was like, no, you know. I also had the talent. And so, yeah, after about four years there, I thought, you know, I, I'm working in fashion. I want to work in, I want to work with actresses. I was more interested at that time in the 90s, you know, the mid 90s. I was like, I'd rather do Sharon Stone's makeup than Linda Evangelista. Mm. So I got to go to Hollywood. So, and that's in life, you have to direct, you have to rudder, you know, you can't right. be a bump throat. You have to sometimes take a step back for the bigger picture. So I was established in, in Miami and I, I didn't like that it was very seasonal. I didn't want to go to Europe, you know, when it was too hot in Miami, I would just grit my teeth and work all summer and I'd work a ton because I was like the only makeup artist in town on the beach when it's a hundred degrees. Wow. Yeah, so I thought, oh, I'll move to LA and 
so yeah, that was in 96. So that's, that's what started the whole thing of like, okay, now I'm in LA and I'm now living in a studio apartment. <laughs> I went back, worked, you know, worked as an assistant, even though I had covers of magazines in my, in my book. Um, I worked as an assistant for a little while, um, you know, through my agency because I didn't have actresses, you know, everyone wanted actresses Yeah. and here in LA. So I, it took a minute and then it was fine. Wow. Wow. And, and so much has happened since then. I mean, I feel like you, when I, when I think about eyebrows and when I think about redheads specifically with makeup, I think about you, Stephanie and I both. Oh. So it's really cool. And, you know, obviously we want to talk about Reba and how did that connection, Reba McIntyre, how did that connection happen? Because from our Instagram stalking you, Brad, obviously <laughs> we're like, you guys have such a connection that's like deeper than makeup. You can tell. Yeah, well, you know, it's so thank you for that. And she's amazing. She's shaped my life. She's changed the direction of my life. Um, wow. And I admire her and love her. And she's, you know, I see her more than my own family. And we, we joke about that. We're like, we're, you know, like sometimes the people that you're around, you know, your friends or your chosen family are also <laughs> your family. They are. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I met her. It's really interesting. I'd never done anyone in country music. And someone I knew was saying, a uh, producer was like, listen, we're shooting uh, Tanya Tucker. <laughs> this is probably like in 2001 or two. Uh, we're shooting Tanya Tucker. She's coming out with a new CD. We're going to fly you to Nashville. Went there. And then that weekend, my agent was like, oh, you know, they're shooting Reba for the cover of TV Guide. She's a, you know, she had a show um, and it was called Returning Favorites. So she was on the cover with the guy from um, Ed, Christopher Maloney, who was on mm. a show called, um, or no, he was on CSI. And then the girl from Ed, which was Julie Bowen, who's now on Modern Family. But it was the three of them. And, you know, and I knew who Reba was, of course. And um, I remember that day, you know, because I feel like I know everything and you know and I'm I come from a fashion background where the makeup artist is king you know you have a, your opinions the model doesn't really even a lot of times look at herself you know it's whatever one wants she wears whatever one I moved to LA you know the mannequin talks back you know actresses are like oh I like a little more mascara or can you extend the liner um I like to be a little tan like I was like oh we're, okay so it's a collaborative so I was in a, a thing of, but I still had that demeanor of like, this is what I think, you know, which I think a lot of LA and also I did everyone's brows, which a lot, like, I remember Kristen Dunst was like, I love that you're doing my brows. Like everyone's so afraid to do brows. I was like, no, we do brows. Yeah. yeah. Your, brows need <laughs> your brows need done. They, they shape the whole face. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, so coming from that fashion background and working in LA, I think ended up being an, an asset. But yeah, so I, when I met Reva for that, and that's kind of, you know, the uh, the publicist for the show, you know, they're like, oh, she looks, you know, she looks like a housewife on the show. We wanted her to look more fashion-y. So she had worked with me with TV Guide. So she brought me on. So it was actually, you know, it's kind of, it's a cover of a magazine <laughs> with someone I'd never worked with. So wow. I give Reva a lot of credit for being open. But yeah, like when I met her, you know, the first couple times you do someone, you know, like if I was doing your makeup, um, you would sort of walk me through how you like to look. And then slowly, like, so with Reba, she was like, you know, she liked a very, like, 
a thinner, dark brow. She liked this sort of terracotta lipstick. Um, she liked to match her skin tone. So over the years, I was like, oh, let, you know, she had short auburn hair. I was like, let's grow the hair out. Um, let maybe ginger. Let's thicken the brows a touch. Let them grow in a little. Um, let's do apricot glosses and stuff instead of a waxy lip. Um, maybe we'll give you, you know, benefits that peach, you know, the Georgia peach powder, which is amazing. Um, we don't have to bronze you, but maybe we'll do a dusting of a little peach to give your skin a lift. Um, so uh, my look, you know, you look at Reba when we first met that first cover. And then just like, I think two years later, I did her for TV guide again. Um, it's like a very different vibe. <laughs> she, she probably but definitely, you gained her trust too, to be able to say, yeah, do this and do this. Yeah, I think that she, you know, but it, it was slow because Reba, you know, she has a certain way she likes to look as anyone, you know, she's a strong woman yeah. with opinions and, you know, it works in her favor. But she also, uh, she acquiesces, you know, <laughs> if someone's dream is big enough for the both of, of, of us. So, yeah, so now, you know, she, you know, we started playing, you know, she'd never done like emerald eyeshadow and, and playing with textures and dewy skin and... So, you know, like I like to say, there's there's makeup artists and then there's people that do makeup, you know. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can send someone to school if they're not, you know, they like makeup because it's kind of fun and they're interested. But they might not have like the next layer of, you know, and then there's makeup artists, people that are playing with textures, interested in seeing the face in a different way, following trends, you know, and if, if that goes into running a business. There's some people that can do the nuts and bolts of running a business. And then there's some that have a little more vision and get, think out of the box. And, you know, those, you know, uh, it goes from creative all the way over to, you know, just commerce. Yeah. So we know, of course, with you working on Reba, there's different looks for different events, but what are some signature products that you use on her? Yeah, I, you know, right now, you know, with Reba, uh, she does not like a, like a thick foundation. It's not her thing. Um, and she doesn't really like powder. So what I'm using now with her is Makeup Forever's Velvet Matte. Ooh. Uh, it's a foundation that's, you know, for a lot of redheads or, or gals that are fair, uh, they tend not to want to use drying things. But if you're moisturized and you want to use like um, Tarte, has the Amazonian clay Amazing. formula. Yeah, yeah. That's one of our favorites. Yeah, yeah. Like you can mix those with like a little of your sunscreen or, or or moisturizer and you and it cuts the shine a little and then you're not using tons of powder. But so uh, right now we're very much into that. We're into Tarte's uh, Shape Tape. Oh, yes. Uh, the concealer? The, uh, concealer, yeah. yeah. Now what I do with Reba is I will do an all-over foundation with uh, a MAC multi-level brush. Uh, sometimes I'll mix just like a little bit of a uh, moisturizer if I want it to be a little thinner. Um, I usually go up a skin tone with her. I give her like a little, little color and it goes down the neck. Um, and then, or I'll use, like I talked about that Georgia peach powder, but yeah, I'll give her a little lift of color all over. I'll do, you know, the foundation everywhere around the eyes, lash line, you know, kind of over the brows, um, back over the ears. 
under the jawline, down the, you know, down the center of the neck, which is the neck is the palest part of the body. So you want to make sure you always put like a tinted moisturizer or foundation there. Um, and then once I see that veil of coverage with the foundation, that's when I go in with concealer. I don't do the concealer first because it's heavier and I don't do the concealer, um, you know, so you want to use less of it because it's just more pigmented. It tends to have, you know, and if you use a pot, it has wax in it, you know. Um, so what I do is I do that veil of coverage and then anything that stands out, if there's any redness around the nose, um, if there's, you know, certain spots or some freckles are just like pool together and, and particularly popping that day, we'll dodge them with a little concealer and a small brush. But I will then take the concealer and just in the inner socket of the eye, like around the tear duct, I tend to only put concealer there. I don't oh, do it wow. like- That's such a good yeah. idea. Mm -hmm. so because I've given a little coverage with the foundation. Right. Um, so that cuts off, you know, we can get a little pink around the eye. You know, the, the highest concentration of blood vessels in the whole body or around the eyes. And that's where the skin is thinnest. So every single person on the planet, if you're J-Lo, you know, yeah. or Bryce Dallas Howard, everyone has like, you know, that little darkness in the inner eye socket, a little redness around the lash line, just because it's the eyes, you know. So dodging that with a little foundation sometimes is enough, you know. And, and if you're smiling, that's a very hostile area with the crow's feet, you don't want to have, you know, so many gals I know do the concealer from the inner eye all the way out, you know, and you don't really need it. You know, I, I, I'll even touch up, you know, with uh, Reba, for example, I'll bring the foundation and the concealer and I touch up the face with the foundation and around the eyes with the foundation if it needs it. And then I only use that fuller concealer on the inner socket where it's darkest that, you know, and uh, that makes a huge difference in brightening the eyes. And there's girls, you know, if I work with a hairdresser or whatever, we're just playing with makeup. The one thing I do is a touch of concealer on that inner in a nice fleshy color, not too light, something that almost matches the foundation. It, they're like, oh, my gosh, I look like I've slept. And they haven't, we haven't put mascara on. We haven't put anything else on. Wow. Blush. I yeah, love that so tip because this is mm -hmm. Stephanie. I... Other, like, Adrian, you don't really have dark circles, but I have darker circles, especially I've noticed now as I've gotten older. And I feel as if in the beginning when I started wearing concealer, I used to just pack it on and do that big triangle. You know how mm -hmm. they, te I don't know, I found it on YouTube like years ago. And then slowly I just started to use less and I feel as if it just looks a little bit more natural, but that's the one thing that I struggle with are, yeah. are you know, my under eyes. Yeah. And here's a good thing. That shape tape is amazing with a small brush. Um, and here's another tip with that is I don't do eye cream until after. Oh, really? The foundation. Yeah. I use moisturizer all over. Then as the foundation dries and everything, then I just use, and this is so weird. Um, I tend not at night, like, you know, gals can do whatever I do on myself, but during the day, um, what I do is I do the foundation. I'll do the concealer and then I'm letting it dry. So then I'm curling lashes, putting in things. You have to let the concealer dry, you know, that fuller, like the, sh the shape tape. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes I go in and dot just a touch more and it gets smaller, the amount, like maybe the very pit under the eye. Um, once it settles in and warms up, sometimes you just need a little extra. And then that's what you do for touch-ups. 
But this is um, for eye cream. You know, a lot of eye creams have, uh, they almost have a greasy feel, you know? Yeah, um, they do. Grabs light. And just, so I do, um, like I do Sarah Silverman. Uh, and her. she's always smiling. She's, you know, she's a grown lady. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's conscious of, of uh, makeup settling in the, in the, in the crow's feet, but I do uh, Neutrogena Norwegian formula hand cream. And I dot that. Oh, wow. And I dot that over the makeup. That is really good. And then oddly enough, a vino body lotion um, as eye cream, because they are like a satin finish. They are not, they don't photograph or they don't look greasy. And green, you know, a little dewiness is fine, like on the tops of the cheeks or whatever. You just don't necessarily want it in your eye socket right. area. Yeah. It's now makeup. So these, and what, and if you do this tip, you will notice that um, a couple hours after, you know, dotting it over the foundation and over the concealer a touch, you'll you'll run your finger along your skin and it will feel normal. And then you'll feel like a suede, like dewy, like a, a little grab. It stays. Uh, it's a little thicker than regular eye cream. It's not shiny and it sort of stays. So, and I've been doing that for years. I do it on myself. I, I don't own eye cream. I only use um, either of those. Wow. I love that tip. I do too. I love that tip. Yeah. Like so that's good for, yeah, day to day. If you don't want that greasy eye socket um, and it just hold, kind of holds everything in and you do have a little moisturizer because you're putting your moisturizer, sunscreen, whatever, all over everywhere. And then that's sort of like, and it helps the makeup move, you know, kind of that dewiness, but it's not shiny. So yeah, that's, that's, wow. We went in deep on that one. No, 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 I'm no, definitely it's, going it's so to try important. that tomorrow too, because I totally understand yeah. the whole greasy eye cream concealer. No, and they, and they, uh, you know, redheads have thinner skin as well. So I know a lot of our listeners and followers, they talk a lot about concealer because it's such a big part of their life because of their their skin being so much thinner and then also having dark under eye circles like stuff. Yeah. Cause a fair skin. Yeah. I noticed with like, you know, say redheads or girls that are very fair, you know, if you're Salma Hayek and you're putting on a greasy eye cream, your skin is like a huge sponge and it just, you know, JLo, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Brings it in. But you know, if you are, um, if you are someone that has like the thinner, like I remember Kirsten Dunst talking about that when I was doing her a lot when she was younger, um, it would just, you know, it, makeup would either break apart or just yeah. sit there. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, it didn't, you don't have as much, the skin's thinner, like you said. So yeah, it really does. You want things that move um, on the skin and uh, hold in moisture is important to keep it, yeah, mobile. So it doesn't, you know, just break apart. Yeah. So, okay. So talking about brows, we definitely want to tell all of our listeners about your Brett brow line. And what Adrian and I love about it is the fact that you have so many redhead shades, such as Gingerella, Auburnista, redhead. Yeah. Yeah. So was, was Reba an influence with these shades? Because, you know, I don't, I'm sure you're aware of this. There's so many cosmetic companies out there that either don't have a redhead shade, they skip right, you know, they do blonde all the way, and then they just go right to brown. Or, you know, they come out with the shade and it's maybe one, and from our experience, they're just not the right shades. But 
we've used your products and they're amazing and the shades just match so perfectly. So what was your inspiration with your brow line? How did it come about? Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's totally Reva inspired it because, you know, listen, it's a numbers thing. Uh, Stores I sell my brow line to a lot of times will say like, you know, we don't want to, we'll take it all. We don't need the redhead. We don't really have that many redheads. And I said, listen, here's the thing. I know. And I said, listen, first of all, no, you have to get the entire line. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, but I, I said, listen, redheads are fiercely, you know, they, they're hungry for finding the perfect product. They're, they talk to each other. It's like this sort of underground railroad effect. I said, once you have the redhead, it will become one of your best sellers, oddly enough, even though there's not, you know, you will sell many more blondes um, at first. But, uh, yeah, it's like girls with curly hair. They all know, you know, the, the secrets and they all talk to each other like, how do you manage your curly hair? And so redheads are the same. What's yeah. the perfect age? So with Reba, when I started working with her, you know, she had the darker hair, and which was fine. And she had her auburn pencil that she loved. And, and I did that. Then I started, I was like, you know, I like the idea of the brows being a shade lighter than the hair, which is something I still do now from brunettes to redheads to blonde. I do like a softer brow. The lashes are the darkest thing on the face. And then the hair, you know, it's not so matchy-matchy with the hair. And brows tend to be, you know, unless you're Hispanic, they do tend to be slightly you know, right. area. Right. So with Reba, I started using eyeshadows, lip pencils, because I wasn't finding, you know, the reds, and this is early 2000s, the reds were mainly just browns with a little bit of red, you know? So if you had a gingery hair or, you know, if you were theatrical, like now someone like Sharon Osbourne, she can kind of do whatever. She's doing that henna, that bright red, you know, but then you do... You know, whereas Reba is more of a, her color is ginger. Mm-hmm. So you do want something softer. So when I started my line, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an Auburn for the girls. Like at the time, Desperate Housewives was a big show. I um, was obsessed Marcia with that Cross. show. Stephanie, you were. Yes. And, you know, Marsha Croft. Oh, yeah. Red perfect skin. And, she know, has perfect she, skin. Though, I don't Croft. know. I know. Where is she? I loved yeah. her. Oh, my God. I never missed an episode. <gasps> yeah. Bring loved back. it. But yeah, but I was like, okay, my Auburnista is great for her, but let's like give Reba a shout out and then, then so I could use a proper. So what I did was then I had these two shades, this ginger, that's a matte, um, you know, long wearing powder and pencil. And then I had the Auburn. So what I did was then whenever I decided to go, you know, I sort of was like, listen, your one ideal color is actually a blend of two. Because there are certain times with Reba, you know, I wanted to do a bolder brow, but I was doing a smokier eye and I thought it'd be sort of fun or retro looks. You know, we did one thing where she was almost like a pinup. So I thought, why don't I put them in the same? So the gingerella, so on my, on brettbrow.com, you can buy the classic gingerella powder and pencil on its own, or you can do the new Brett Brow Redhead, which has gingerella powder on one side and then the darker Auburnista on the other. And you can sort of use a little bit of both. And, and you know, like with Reba, I will do the whole brown gingerella and then sometimes I'll just take a little of the darker auburn side and uh, fill out the tail. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that has, and now, yeah, we sell. So it's, it's huge. And when I was selling to Sephora, they were shocked how much red uh, redhead they sold. And I was like, listen, because 
these gals talk. <laughs> yeah, and we do. We're loyal to so many products. You know, you mentioned Tarte, and right away, Adrian, we're like, oh my God, we're obsessed. And, you know, the founder of Tarte's a redhead, so I don't know if there's synergy maybe there with the products that yeah. he creates. But when we find products, especially eyebrow products that we love, you're so right. It's even, we see it on our Instagram all the time when we feature a product, girls just talk and they just like curly hair girls, that whole regimen and that, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they just become obsessed with it and they love it and they become loyal followers. So that's yeah, so awesome. Yeah. And we get so many people that order. I know that are, you know, your gals, you know, right in your family, which is awesome. You guys have always been such a good, like cheerleader for me and my tiny boutique line that, uh, you know, now it's 12 years, uh, I started, like, when I started my line, I had friends that started a hair care line. Someone else did, like, a body lotion line, and they're out of business, and I'm still here. So I'm very thankful for yeah, that. Yeah, niche niche markets are where it's at, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, listen, I'm not trying. I remember when I started, I wanted to be L'Oreal, and now it's so funny. L'Oreal wants to be Hourglass <laughs> Cosmetics. Right, oh. I know. You know. Everyone's trying to make things look more organic and younger and in the moment and less corporate. And so, you know, I kind of like, I was like, oh, you were like, you know, ahead of your time. It's like, no, I just didn't try. I stopped trying to be that because that's not what everyone was right. into. And you wanted to stay um, true to yourself and your artistic path and your creativity. Yeah, girls, I think women now, makeup isn't a mystery anymore, you know. Um, Fun is back in makeup. You know, I think there were like hard cookie cutter face rules in the 60s and there were heavy trends. But, you know, girls, there's a big healthy dose of, you know, that's just me. You know, I like to wear blue liner and maybe I'm a redhead and emerald would look better. But, you know, there's no missteps if you know, if it's done with bravado and, and, uh, it makes you happy and it's done well, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So say a girl, you know, she buys the Brett brow, let's say gingerella or the redhead or whatever is good for her. She gets it at home. What are the steps to have the perfect eyebrow? You know, I know it's hard when you're talking and not demonstrating, but are Mm -hmm. there areas that you're like, this is absolutely where you need to fill in, or this is exactly where it should go out to I know Stephanie and I are really into extending our brows too and then do you wax versus threading or do you just tweeze because that's a common question that we get asked a lot yeah well you know here's the thing for me I do photo shoots so I I can't wax I can't carry all that stuff heated up also waxing there is a chance people's skin doesn't react well Mm -hmm. um and also I tweeze it's mobile it's hard to make a mistake fast. Yeah, <laughs> true. Know, yeah. For me, if I was doing your brows and you don't know me from Adam, um, you know, we could look at it together. I pull. I would say I'm pulling a row here. Let's take this out. So what I usually say, and threading, I learned to thread. I did um, two actresses with it, and they that was probably a heartbeat before a lot of people were, you know, it was more of like a Middle Eastern salon thing. So they were freaked out by the string, and they didn't get it, and, yeah. you know, it hurt. You know, it's different than, you know, like waxing is one big pain. So it's like if I slap you in the face. Uh, a tweezing is more annoying. So that's me just, like, poking at you for, you know, 10 minutes. And then threading somewhere in between. You know, it's yeah. not as fast as, you know, but it's quicker than tweezing, but it is. It, it is painful you know, if it's your first it time. Painful. 
Yeah, but beauty is pain. It and is. You get used to it, true. you know? But I think that, like, tweezing, you know, it's like you can't tickle yourself. So, you know, like, it's, it's more painful when someone else does it because you don't have the control. When you're doing it on yourself, it's smart, but you can stop. It's not a, you know. So I would say, gals, tweeze, you know? And, and I usually give the advice of tweeze before the weekend. So they're good for the weekend. So do it every week. Um, you know, if you're getting it done all the time, that's great too. But I, I do like the energy of maybe going somewhere if you have enough brow that it could make a change in the actual shape, <laughs> you know, like go have it done. And then just every Thursday you get in some daylight in the car or near a window and, uh, you just clean up. It's easier to pull seven hairs a week than 28 once a month, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love the tip on doing it in your car because I tweeze my eyebrows in the car. I feel like it's the best lighting. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the best lighting. And yeah. And it's, uh, you're, it's quiet. No one's around. <laughs> um, hopefully when the car's not moving, my dear. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, no. Par <laughs> I'm parked in my, in front of my house. <laughs> good girl. Good girl. Yeah, me too. Like, cause it's true. You look in the rearview mirror and you're like, Oh, well there, I didn't see that a minute ago, but yeah. So usually I say like, do that on Thursdays um, or Friday before the weekend. It's you get into that, that habit. Um, and then um, usually I say brush the hairs up, brush hairs all up. Now, if there's a couple that are like longer, so a lot of people think like, oh, cut it down to the line of the where most of the brows end. And what you want to do is you want the brow hair to have a little bend so it's not sticking straight up, you know, um, or, you know, so you want to give it, let it have a little natural bend and then cut it. So not like necessarily along the top brow line so it matches everything else. You know, you want to be able to brush it down a little and have a little bit of, uh, you know, that bend, keep it natural looking. So, you know, that brush them all up, look for those spikes that come out that, you know, like little speaker wire, snip off, you know, snip off the ends, look at it, still too long, snip it out. You know, it's, I always say it's easier, you know, to, once it's cut too short, it's too short. So better air on the side of, I didn't cut enough. And then you can go back in and refine. And then you brush the hairs down. And you do the same thing. You look for really long, weird things that are out of the realm and you just shorten them a little so that they can be combed, uh, combed to meet, match the rest. So once you do that, brush them back up. Now you don't have any weird strays. Um, if you are doing a fill-in, I usually would start with the lighter color and just go behind the natural hairs on both brows. So whether you're the person that has a lot right on the inner part and then it turns into cobwebs on the ends, or, you know, you're full all the way across, but they're blonde. But just go behind what nature gave you. So I would sort of fill them in lightly with a, with a powder or pencil, um, brushing through. That, that spoolie brush is really important. I love a spoolie um, brush. Yeah. But Stephanie, so like at a red light, powder. Stephanie does it in, on, in the I car. I do it at a red light. Yeah, I do. They drop, yeah. they drop down it, it, in the middle of the day. And I use eyebrow gels to keep them into place. But... Like, what's your tip for when they, you know, after a full day, I feel like yeah. they, they drop down instead of 
looking going up so i need the spoolie brush <laughs> yeah yeah you know like so with my brow gel it's clear it has a dry brush blender so everything okay. on my line is double-sided so there's the brow gel part so what i usually say is um brush gel on both brows don't even just get it in there don't try to shape it or anything just put it on both brows look and then Turn it around, there's a dry brush blender. That's where you whisk off the excess brush straight up, and then you might take the tip and and you know go across the top lash line just to get that nice sharp, you know, lay down, but the hairs are going up. So you can kind of play with the dry brush blender. But yeah, I think like I did have a brow gel that was really strong that lasted all day. And yeah, girls would be like, I put a necklace on and it stuck to the tops of my brows. But the thing with it, if it's really hard, it does tend to flake. That's like the double side. It's like concealer we were talking about. To get it to really cover, it has to be thick. You know, you can get the thinner one that goes on. It feels like air, but it's not really going to cover. So there's somewhere in between. So with my brow, it's a, it's a medium to hard hold, but it, um, you do refresh it, mm, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you just put a touch of gel or here's a little tip um, that I do on set is I take the dry brush blender and just – uh, mist it with a little Evian facial spray and then I brush that through and that that sort of moistness reactivates the gel and you can re you know rather than adding more gel you just want to sort of you know re-wet the gel that's on there and then it'll you know reshape the brow up and then it'll dry. I love that tip because I hate product buildup on the eyebrow. Me too. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that is an, an amazing yeah, yeah. tip. I, I love that. And I love that Evian spray anyway for the face. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can do it. I do that a lot for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with the brow, so, you know, go behind the hairs with that light color and assess. It's all assessing. You know, you want to get in good light, light coming straight at you. You don't want light. A lot of bathrooms have light overhead or that fancy uh, track lighting where you look like terrifying you know like frankenstein i was like that's how they made charlize theron look like a serial killer they just put a light over the top of her head and she looked like a monster you know <laughs> so you want to have good lighting coming right at you so okay. you can see you know so you can see so yeah put a little behind and then you can assess like oh it divots in there mm -hmm. it's a little sparse there um and then you can stylize i i actually like you like a little crisper tail it's a little more glamorous, feels very, you know, I like that that definition. Um, yeah, so I think that going behind the natural hairs, brushing it through, seeing what nature gave you, and then repairing and detailing off of that. That's wow. wow. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was this. I was just intently listening because I <laughs> want to picture myself doing it. And it's so important. It's just exactly what you said. It's like it shapes the entire face. And I think. You know, once you have great brows, Brett, a lot of redheads are scared about eyeshadows. You know, they're just, I think maybe like mm -hmm. someone traumatized them one day. I used to be scared of Stephanie, eyeshadow until yeah. recently. Why though? Because you were at a department store and a makeup artist gave you a really dark, too heavy of an eye and you were scared. You were like in seventh grade. Yeah, but I think too, <laughs> I, always, I, don't, I don't have an artistic hand. So with my, me, I would always say, no, I can't do eyeshadows because I don't really know. But then I realized it's all about blending and finding the right colors. So what colors should redheads embrace if they are thinking about exploring with an eyeshadow? Because Reba's eyeshadows are always Oh, my on God. Point. Yeah. She's, she rocks oh, smoky eyes. Oh, thank you. 
Always. Well, here's my, this is just my mantra. And I don't, I do this for redheads especially. I don't like um, reddish browns. I don't like anything warm. I like taupes for eyeshadow. Oh, that's I so like funny. We had a matte taupe. I like a MAC wedge. Um, I like just a matte taupe eyeshadow. And what I'll do, and I do this with to, from Taylor Swift to Catherine Zeta-Jones, I do a nice taupe shadow matte that's not warm, that's not orangish. And I do that on the, like, you know, so say I'm doing a smoky eye, I will do the lid. This is like something that's universally flattering is you just do that along the lash line and lid up into the crease. And then you take that shadow and you go under the eye along the bottom lash line a little closer. And then you just like, and then sometimes I take a little face powder, like a little matte blot powder with no pigment just to blend that out. And then once you get that, that gives the eye structure and depth, but it doesn't read as makeup because it's taupe, it's matte, it just anchors the eye. Then off of that, if you want to do like MAC Teddy, which is a nice brown that has a shimmer. I love a shimmer sh uh, eyeliner um, because it has a little depth, especially for day. Um, you can do that over the taupe. And okay. write a splash line. And that will, or you can do a, a, a dark gray. I tend not to be, except at night, like into black liners and things. Um, I like a liquid line. Uh, Me too. Again, you can do this. But for day, I tend to do like the brown, something with a little shimmer. I think there's one by MAC does a, does a version of this. Um, it's like a charcoal pencil. I think it's called like phone line or phone call or I don't know, telephone. I don't know. <laughs> <The> phone <laughs> is. But it's like, some, it's new. And uh, I really like that. It's like a charcoal, but has a little shimmer. And, you know, I sort of dot that in and then get a small brush and kind of blend it till, you know, it kind of dries. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing with shadow is you, you want to start with something that's uh, matte and taupe. Matte and so it doesn't okay. look orangey. I know there's actresses I do, and if I can't do them, I see someone else done that. And I can tell right away if I did it or not because they have that that orangey brown that just looks like a newscaster. I, I think it's not fashion. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's you get your warmth from your blush or your lip. Um, redheads have warmth to their hair. So they don't have to look to then try, you know, that being said, I do like to lean into a copper, you know, but that's a whole look. It's just like, you know, in decorating, there's certain colors, you know, where there's that like that baby doo-doo brown that just doesn't work, but caramel does. Yes. There's like that in makeup. <laughs> there's certain shades that just look low rent or not cool and not as flattering. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And what what about mascara? Cuz I do you, do you do like a dark mascara, like a black or a like dark a you brown? black yeah, or yeah. brown? Okay. Yeah, like, we're black. Uh, you know, a lot of times with Reba, I'll do brown on the bottom to give her eyes lift. So I'll do like a lash discovery by Maybelline with a tiny tiny brush in waterproof. I always use waterproof on the bottom and even if girls are like, "I don't like waterproof." I'm like, "Well, sorry." 
because it doesn't move. Well, yeah, it doesn't move. I like I waterproof. Like, you can do that in your own life, but we're not. I'm not looking, trying to look at a red carpet photo of you with raccoon. Raccoon eyes. I agree. I know. I like ra- waterproof for that same reason, especially in the hot summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I do, I I will do. Yeah, the hot summer works, but but yeah, like sometimes I'll do for day. Um, if you want to do like we were talking about that sort of charcoal eyeliner on top with a black mascara on top and then on the bottom do like the teddy the brown shimmery liner with like a dark brown mascara it's subtle but it gives the face depth um and it gives crispness so you know it's all about um and that's why kevin aquan was so revolutionary and was like oh no we're not trying to just darken things we're also drawing attention to things by lightening them that's why glosses are great you can do a very pale gloss mm. and, you know, I'll do an actress and she'll be like, oh my God, it's too light. I'm like, no, but the shine, the shine is your definition. That's what's catching the light. That's what's adding interest. So you're not just like giving yourself a rose lip, you know, maybe you go a little sheer in a gold. And yeah, the redheads are scared. More. They're scared of color on their lips of any kind, even a even gloss. Even red. They're, they're petrified. And then when they start to get into it, they're like, wow, this is life changing. Cause it just like you said, it yeah. defines the face. Oh, well yeah. Redhead is made for bright lipstick. That's right. like, thank the- you for saying that Brett. Yes. <laughs> they have the canvas. It will never look muddy. <laughs> yeah. It will never look, it will always, especially now, like if you can do like, you know, at night, a matte, um, or something that's bold, there's all these liquid lipsticks, you know? And what I say is do a balm on it later. You know, maybe you just arrive, first impressions, like, hey, hello, hello, gorgeous matte lip. And then, you know, having a drink or whatever, put a little balm on it so it's a little more wearable. It doesn't have to be like all night you're trying to keep up with this matte. But bold, yeah, bold lip pencils are gorgeous. You know, doing the whole lip in just a beautiful lip pencil um, without lipstick. You know, it's sort of like stains the lip. I've done that for many years. I love that tip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, yeah, I think that, uh, I remember there's an actress and she was like, oh, I, I just do, um, you know, I just do like nude colors on my lips. I just don't, I think it looks cheap. I don't, I was like, listen, let's do, let's do like something. Let's do a bold, let's do a pink. And this was probably six or seven years ago before it got really, I was like, guaranteed do it. Three times, three days this week. Just commit to it for three days this week. Do a bold lip. Go about your day. I guarantee you, you will get so many compliments, and it'll be your new favorite thing. So six months later, I saw her. She's like, of course, wearing this bright coral. She's like, you were so right. It's so funny. I get compliments on my smile. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes your teeth look whiter. Feel- yeah. It does. You need yeah. to step out of your comfort zone, I think. with the And I, that's what we love about makeup. It, it allows you to do that. And then if you don't like it, just wipe it off. It's You know, it's... Yeah, yeah it just takes a few compliments. And then, it does. So, mm-hmm. And it also reads, someone that does bold things, people react to you differently, you know? Um there's so many. So she was like, Oh my gosh, I felt so tentative before with my beige, you know, lip gloss and, you know, and, and yeah, people were drawn to that, you know, just like, God, I wish I could do that. It's like, you could, you know, life belongs to the bold. It does. (laughs) Yeah. So if uh, what makeup product should every redhead have in their makeup bag? Okay. I, you know, I think a really good tinted moisturizer 
is impaired. And I think Laura Mercier still does. I was does. just going to say that. It's mm -hmm. amazing. She still does the best. I mean, she really does. She nails a great color selection. She does. Yeah. It Cosmetics, I think, is really um, bursting. Are you guys super familiar with it? Yeah, we love they it. They send us a package every they month, They have great too, brushes. Great. But they I have great brushes. Great. Yeah. They have Did great you get brushes. one that they just sent, like, last month? It was a, in shape of a yeah. star or something? <laughs> yeah. I know it was really Well, it's so great. funny because It Cosmetics, I didn't, I never heard of them. And then they sent me all this stuff, and I was like, Okay, well, and I was like, oh, this is really great. They do, you know, they would do a, a spotlight powder. I think it's called spotlight. It's this powder compact for highlighting. So, and this is another thing too for redheads. I like the idea of everything being sort of satin finish and then the dewiness you sort of add. Um, rather than making your whole face like, you know, like with JLo where it's all dewy and <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of doing a sand. It's more wearable and controlling where there is shimmer in the tear duct, on the brow bone, on the top of the cheek. So it cosmetics does this. So this is a great, like every gal, I mean, every gal should have, especially redheads because it's such a pretty finely milled, uh, highlighter that's powder. So you get a nice fluffy brush and you put it, just smile and put it over your blush and just sort of like icing, you know, maybe get a little bit damp fingertip, put on there, dot it into your tear duct, you know, whatever's left, put on your brow bone, um, do on the lip in the center of the lip. Um, that's That wakes up the skin. It gives it depth. A lot of redheads, a lot of fair, you know, they tend to be on the drier side. They feel like their skin doesn't uh, radiate. So this yeah, is a nice yeah. way without putting, you know, sometimes you do it, like I love the creams and stuff. They don't last that long. They tend to break up. So whereas the powder, you just have a little more control. Yeah, I love That's that. That's amazing. I love that Georgia powder by Benefit. Um, oh, Georgia yeah. Peace. We love Benefit everything. God, they have such good stuff. They have such good stuff, but a big fluffy brush and you get that, you know, if you're feeling like a little, um, you know, uh, you just do that. That's 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 a redhead's bronzer and doing it down the neck. You know, if you feel like your neck is so pale, because like I said, you know, with redheads, there's a lot of different colors going on, you know. So if she's kept out of the sun, um, her face could still have a little more redness than, say, her neck. Yeah, and then the so chest that's could neat. be very could be, you know, a lot. It's just such a the, the bony part of the chest just grabs, <laughs> just grabs sun so you have to decide and then the tops of the hands so whenever i assess you so if i met you and i was like okay i'm going to do your makeup you know let's look at your hands the chest the neck and the face <laughs> yeah. and your color is somewhere in between all of those so if you're wearing a turtleneck you can do whatever you want with your face you can lighten it you can make it look <laughs> you know if you are wearing a v-neck you kind of want to take all of that. So you decide like which, if the skin is very, you know, on the chest, um, has a lot of redness from sun damage or a lot of freckling, you kind of have to decide it's somewhere in between. And that's something I did with Reva. She's kept out of the sun, but I did warm her skin up overall. Um, it downplayed some of the freckles. It photographed pretty you know there's different uh, just a little more color in a subtle way um uh is is very user friendly <laughs> yeah yeah wow this has been so awesome brett just to be able to not only talk about reba and your brow line but 
just to talk about all these different things I didn't think about in terms of attaining dewy skin or highlighters. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's wow. like an onion. Once yeah. <laughs> you start taking the <laughs> many layers. Isn't it? We're, we would love to have you back on too, because I feel like we could talk for another hour. About all oh, this completely. Stuff. Yeah. Anytime. You know, you, you gals are my faves. So oh, any, you have my cell. Likewise. <laughs> yes, oh, likewise. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we can't wait to talk to you soon. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was great talking to you gals and uh, everyone uh, how to be a redhead. Hello. Yeah. And goodbye. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have a great Bye, evening. Brett. Bye. Thank you so much. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus and each product is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off. He is so fabulous, isn't, isn't he? he? I feel like we could talk to him for another hour just about eyebrows. I was intently listening about what he does to get that perfect eyebrow. I love his advice about the Evian water with his eyebrows, and then it just reactivates the brow gel. That's such a good tip. And I loved his tip about putting concealer on the inside of your eye, not doing that really triangle look that you see on YouTube, which I have done before. And I just feel as if it kind of washes me out and I'm dragging the concealer so far down my face. When he said, all you really have to do is just dot areas after applying foundation and then going in to the inside of your eye. And then he said, which I love this tip, applying an eye cream or a hand cream just after for it to seal look. everything in. And I love that. So it's not a greasy look like a lot of you can kind of get once if you do apply an eye cream. And even I just, sometimes powders, it is very drying, especially for redheads. So redheads have a hard time getting that dewy look. So I think to be able to right. do something like that is so easy. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I struggle with under eye circles. I'm always looking up tips and on our website or, you know, other random websites just to get some more tips that we can share. So hearing that, I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we will be back with another great episode next week. And we are just so pumped and can't wait to talk more. And we will share all the notes in the section, in the caption section underneath this episode with the link to all of Brett's tips. So if for some reason after listening, you're jotting it down and miss some tips, don't fear. We got you. <laughs> Always. And, yeah. And have an amazing rest of your day. Rock it like a redhead. redhead.